Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A row has broken out over the provision of free antigen tests for staff at the houses of the Oireachtas amid contradictory claims over whether TDs and senators will be able to avail of the service. The houses of the Oireachtas service yesterday said that the antigen tests will not be free to members, as in TDs and senators. However, numerous sources connected to the Oireachtas Business Committee, which was told of the plan yesterday morning, have suggested the opposite, saying their firm impression after the meeting was that TDs and senators were to be included in the provision of free antigen testing. Now, even the mere suggestion of free tests for our elected representatives has caused a backlash. We were getting messages during the course of uh, the later part of the show yesterday from a number of people hearing this breaking news uh, here on Ireland's Classic Hits and, and, and elsewhere. Uh, but obviously, we, we didn't discuss it yesterday. We, didn't, uh, we, we, we were unclear. We were sticking in calls and we were unclear in terms of trying to... Um, to, d- to decipher where the truth lay in this. Uh, but, you know, it seems to be hypocrisy at its absolute core. We're being told we should be having free antigen tests if we want to socialise in the run-up to Christmas against the backdrop of soaring COVID cases and huge, almost intolerable at this stage, pressure on the public health system. So what is the truth? What's really happening? Well, I'm joined on the line now by TD for Mead West and AIM2 leader, Pather Tobin. Pather, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. What is the situation, Pather? There's lots of erotic the staff and I think when people hear headlines you know people don't maybe understand that the houses of the Oireachtas actually have an awful lot of staff working therein I'm thinking like of ushers admin staff secretaries cleaners people working in the canteen so this is actually a measure I'm presuming to ensure that there is antigen testing for all of those type of people all of the other Oireachtas staff not necessarily the TDs and senators yeah so so First thing first, the the EU passed antigen testing as a really good tool uh, in the fight against COVID well over a year ago. This country has been extremely slow in the use of it. Um, Indeed, NEFITS were saying that um, the the, the promotion of antigen testing was snake oil uh, just a number of months ago. They've reversed that decision. Now they're advising people to take antigen tests uh, uh, twice a week at this stage. Um, countries such as Denmark <clears throat> were using antigen tests for access into hospitality. They were doing it successfully. They allowed you know, people to circulate without any discrimination uh, and also you know, uh, kept their illness levels right down. So they have illness, uh, COVID illness levels of about a third the rate that this state does. So the government has been dragged kicking and screaming towards the direction of antigen tests over the last uh, 12 to 14 months. So yesterday we had this really strange situation that the business committee, and that's a, a committee of all of the political parties, um, decided that uh, antigen tests would be available for all staff on the Oireachtas campus, uh, on the Leinster House campus. Now that was understood by most people to include TDs uh, and senators. And even the government uh, wrote a letter, the three parties of government wrote a letter to the, uh, the, the Ceann Corlea stating actually no, that they didn't want free um, antigen tests that, in actual fact, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens would pay for their own antigen tests. So there was a clear understanding coming out of that meeting uh, amongst most that this included uh, government 
this, this included TDs and senators. Now, the, the level of hypocrisy, if that was the case, is absolutely stunning because the government is refusing to provide free antigen tests for citizens. Now, it provides free PCR tests, which costs you know, massive amount of money, but it won't provide free antigen tests, which are you know, four, five, and six euros, and which are very effective, which is mind-blowing because we spent 40 billion euros so far in this state on actually on, on COVID-related costs. We've had the longest lockdown, the most severe lockdown, um, and it has cost more in Ireland than in any other European country. We have the highest level of vaccination and the highest level, one of the highest levels of illness with COVID. Uh, and a simple tool such as antigen tests, even today, the government won't consider providing them free to citizens to reduce the illness. And okay, I have to, just let me jump in there a moment because you've raised quite a number of issues that, that, uh, that we need to address. So firstly, can I just get back to the comment that you made at the very opening about uh, Neffet being very slow to act in relation to antigen testing and referring to them as snake oil. I heard Professor Philip Nolan yesterday. He was the one member of Neffet who used the term snake oil and he defended that comment yesterday. It was a tweet that was issued a number of months ago he says in relation to one suggestion that antigen tests be used in one area. And I think that in, 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 while what you say is correct that antigen testing has a role to play, I think Neffet and the government have consistently said, and, and not just Neffet and the government, other jurisdictions also have said antigen testing has a role to play as part of a suite of measures. Antigen testing alone can't just solve or resolve the spread of COVID-19. No, I, I agree with you. Um, the, the, there's no doubt that there's no tool that alone will solve this crisis. Mm-hmm. There's no silver bullets to this crisis, unfortunately. But there are steps that the government can take to significantly reduce uh, the illness when, when you add them all together. And, you know, never were very clear, in fairness, never were very, very clear a number of months ago in advising against the regular use of antigen testing. And they've said that, and it's reported in the newspaper. It is true that only one of their members actually stated the word snake oil, but Neffet agreed in a corporate sense and that they were not in support of antigen testing a number of months ago. So that was a weakness in the government's position. Listen, this is a difficult illness. Nobody's going to get it all right. But unfortunately, I believe that this country has been very inward-looking. We've been very, you know, insular. We haven't been looking abroad to see what the best tools are abroad and other countries have been successfully using antigen testing for a long period of time but, in, in relation to this. But, but also, uh, Padder, you, you know, other, we, when you do look at other countries, you mentioned that Ireland has the highest vaccination rate in the EU. Gibraltar is actually the most highly vaccinated place on earth. Not over 99% vaccination rate. The only people who have not had a vaccine in Gibraltar are people who, for genuine medical reasons, cannot tolerate it. And yet they are also now dealing with the COVID. 19 surge again. So, you know, there, as you say, there's no one magic silver bullet. And we, it's very easy to, to criticise government or to criticise Neffet. But when you do actually take a broad sweep look, I mean, Austria today, they're going into national lockdown again, and they're now making vaccinations mandatory. Well, I, I agree Like there, there, this, there's a lot of moving parts here, but there are two or three very clear tools that are very useful. One is antigen testing. The second one that I would be calling for is, is hospital capacity. Right now, there are 14 counties 
in this state where you cannot get a test, a PCR test, um, where you actually have to wait about two days for appointments, potentially two days for results. Uh, Ireland right now has 300 ICU beds. Now, ICU beds, as we know, are the front line in the battle against COVID. In 2008, the HSE themselves stated before there was a pandemic that Ireland needed, five, needed 564 ICU beds. So in, in, in a pre-pandemic situation, it was the HSE itself stated that we needed double the amount of ICU beds than we actually have today. Now, you know, we have a third of the number of hospital beds that Germany has. We have the fourth lowest number of beds in the OECD, hospital beds in the OECD, we're second from the bottom in the number of hospital nurses in the OECD. In, in God's name, what, like it, the logic has to be that the provision of hospital capacity significantly helps save people's lives, but also allows for the country to deal with the outcome of, of COVID and not have to restrict down as strictly and for as long. And it doesn't, I cannot understand after the death of 5,600 people, the spending of 40 billion euros in COVID-related expenditure, that we haven't moved the dial really in any sort of, uh, uh, with regards to hospital capacity in this country, especially given the fact that we've already 1 million people on hospital waiting lists anyway. We yeah. need this capacity, whether it's COVID or not. Look, I, I accept that, and I don't think there's anybody in the country who's going to disagree with you on the that. The government Pat, is but, disagreeing but, with it, Tara, well, in, in, in truth, because the government are refusing to implement increased capacity. Right now... Well, I'm, I'm, what, what the government would say, and I'm no spokesperson for the government, I'm just simply playing the role of devil's advocate, you know, in, sure. in relation to your opposition to them... You know, and, and we don't have a government representative on air to, to rebut it themselves today. But they are going to say to you, and indeed the HSE are going to say to you, that it's not just, it, it sounds very simple when you put it in numbers of beds, but it's not just a case of numbers of beds. You have to have the doctors and nurses around the numbers of beds. An ICU bed, an ICU unit will generally have something between a ratio of for every patient there is, uh, for, for, for every, sorry, for every nurse, one nurse is dealing with two to three patients maximum at a time. So it's not just a case of let's buy a bed and put it in a room. There has to be technical equipment. There has to be trained nurses. They require specialist training. Now, again, I'm not making I'm not not making apologies on behalf of the government. What I'm simply trying to demonstrate is that sometimes I think when people use language like we need more capacity, we need more beds, people get an image in their head that it's a simple case of buying a bed and putting it in a room. It's not that simple. I want to sorry, Pater, I want to come back to the issue of of the antigen testing because at the end of the day, what's happening here in the houses of the Oireachtas is essentially the employer, which in this inst- instance obviously is, fi- is financed by the state, but this is employers providing tests to ensure that their workplace is as safe as it possibly can be during this COVID search, surge. Rather, Do you think that employers should be purchasing, whether they be the state, whether they be private enterprise or whatever, even small firms, that they should be actually the ones paying for the antigen testing for staff who do have to turn up to work. Bearing in mind, the advice again from today is work at home unless you absolutely have to attend your workplace. So should the employers be the one who are paying for antigen testing if they want to ensure that their business is not interrupted and that their staff are not going to pass it on to other staff members? Well, just, just very briefly on the, the hospital capacity. Right now, the government are looking to close four ICU beds in my own hospital in Navan. Um, 75,000 people applied for the Be On Call for Ireland uh, project that Simon Harris set up uh, in 2020. 
uh, hospital uh, healthcare professionals came home from all around the world. The government employed 400 people out of that 75,000 people. Absolutely scandalous. In relation to the, the, the situation, I agree that the, the staff at the Oireachtas should have free um, um, antigen tests, but I also believe that the state should be paying for free antigen tests for all employees across the state. The, you know, the fact that you work in uh, the Oireachtas and have your antigen test paid for by the state uh, while others are not being paid for it by the state is absolutely wrong. And, and, and I just think, you know, so many businesses across the country are absolutely hammered financially. You know, we've seen hundreds of pubs close mm-hmm. uh, over the last year and a half. We've seen, you know, bookshops and so many elements of our society really get a kick in the teeth economically. People are hanging on yep. um, uh, uh, by their nails at the moment. The government needs to, uh, to pay for this for businesses across the country. It, interestingly enough, in the budget, right, the government introduced a benefit in kind uh, um, uh, exemption for antigen tests. And, and this shows you where the government's at. So in other words, if you get an antigen test from your employer, you don't have to pay tax on it. Now, that, isn't that incredible? That that's where we are at with regard to the government's um, provision of supports for uh, antigen tests. The idea that you should have to pay tax on an antigen test is absolutely bonkers. Because it's what? It's a benefit in kind? They, like in the same way that a person might get a car as part of their, um, their, their, their remuneration package, the government were, were actually thinking that a, a staff member getting an antigen test from their employer uh, initially, they would have to pay tax on it, and therefore they decided after a while to in, in, include it as a benefit in kind uh, exemption, and they don't have to pay tax on it. The, the government needs, listen, you know, it's just so frustrating, and, and I do believe that people are frustrated around the country. We're, the, all sick of, we're all sick of it. Absolutely. We're all sick of it. People just, are fizzling I, I, with I, anger I, at the just, moment. Just to, just to move the conversation on a little bit, I mean, Look, we have new nightclub uh, and late night industry regulations that came into force yesterday. We're working from home today. We've already seen, I think, kind of fairly wide scale that the nightclub one has gone tits up already because the nightclubs are just opening earlier. There are We're seeing photos on social media of people queuing up outside them. So that's probably solving nothing. Um, and, you know, the working from home, yeah, I mean, it's not the strong directive that we had at the start of the pandemic that everyone must work from home or stay at home. Uh, you know, there, it, there's people who are going to say, well, I have to go into the office because they want to go into the office, maybe. And, and, and that's going to happen, too. And they're able then to get on 100 percent capacity public transport as well. So, you know, there are there are all sorts of holes you can pick in the latest restrictions. As I said to you there, Austria today going into national lockdown again and they're going to make compulsory vaccinations. There were hints when we heard from uh, Neffet the other night, from the Taoiseach the other night, from the health minister the other morning, that this may not be enough, that Neffet have warned this may not be enough. What are the whispers that you're hearing in the corridors of power? Do you think that we're looking at another case of, of, of stronger, tougher regulations, dare I say lockdown post-Christmas or prior to Christmas? I, I have no doubt that the government are going to introduce increased restrictions on people's freedoms uh, at the moment. It, it, it was, it's been clear to me for about 10 days that that's the, the thinking of Neffet and Neffet are making the decisions uh, for the government uh, in relation to this. Um, and, you know, they, they, they have indicated that uh, issues are, are so severe within the limited hospital capacity that we have uh, that they are likely uh, to look for further restrictions uh, uh, in the future. And it, it, it's extremely unfortunate because 
I, I actually believe that the, the tolerance for people is, is literally like a, yeah. it's like an elastic band yeah. at, this, at this moment in time, and, and, and it could easily snap. Uh, I think that the government have exhausted the goodwill of the people in relation to this. You mentioned, you know, about the nightclubs, and, you know, that's Cinderella closing time. Mm. That's part of a whole package of, you know, um, the government, you know, uh, saying that you have to have a nine-euro meal to gain access to, to a restaurant, so that, you know, the clothes weren't considered to be essential uh, items. You know, the government have, have there's been a, a plethora of really nonsensical uh, government uh, restrictions over the last while that haven't made any sense, that have actually been ludicrous, uh, and that have, you know, eroded people's confidence uh, in the government. You know, m- my strong belief on this is if we want to actually get out of this situation, the name to his belief is this, is that we have to introduce uh, uh, antigen testing for access to hospitality. And the, the COVID pass is, is actually causing danger, in, in, in my view, because, you know, at the start, the government felt that the COVID pass would only allow vaccinated people. And at the start, um, it was understood that transmission would be very, very low amongst vaccinated people. That hasn't been the case. Mm-hmm. So transmission is, is quite a bit higher than expected mm-hmm. amongst vaccinated people. So right now, the COVID pass allows a person with COVID to go into hospitality and spread that illness around hospitality. It'd be far more logical if you had an antigen test, which would actually test people before they went in, in the same way that Denmark did it, that you could go to your local pharmacy uh, on, on a Friday afternoon, get an antigen test. It'd be part of, uh, of your documentation, and that would last for 24 hours, and you could access hospitality and have a far better chance of being COVID-free in their for not spreading the illness until the government go into that space, until they start increasing the ventilation uh, in uh, hospitality, and until they actually start to increase the, the, the capacity in hospitals. I actually think that the government are, are going to be in this kind of boom-bust cycle of restrictions, and um, it's, it, it, it is not working. It's eroding confidence and having a major effect on people's mental uh, health. I've heard people describe it, or I've heard some, some, um, you know, some, some scientific experts kind of say that, that really what we're seeing here, here and across a lot, large swathes of Northern Europe in particular, is that the realisation that this is actually a winter virus. In other words, it likes us all being inside. Um, and so I think the ventilation point, it struck me the other day, I was out um, enjoying hospitality and it struck me that my kids were in school with the windows open and the doors open freezing um, and I was sitting in a pub with friends and the windows and doors were all closed so there are there's lots of holes you can You're pick right. just want to ask you finally about uh, the hospital system and I mean look they that horrible saying we are where we are so we have to work from here you know you can ruminate over the past all you like but we are where we are today. What is, uh, whatever happened to um, that emergency COVID hospital that it was set up in City West in Dublin at the start of this pandemic? Where's that gone? Does that have a role to play? Can that be re-established? And what about the deal that was done with the private hospital system? Where are we with that? Yeah, so just, just one little point first. In 2018, before the pandemic hit, Ireland had the highest death rates from respiratory illness um, in the European Union. So um, <clears throat> in relation to our health services being hammered, they're being hammered every year anyways. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. while this is a, a particular crisis of, 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 uh, in magnitude, you know, we have been in a disaster situation. And if, if it wasn't for COVID, you know, you can bet your bottom dollar that we'd probably be on the show 
talking about the disaster in the health service, the trolley crisis, etc. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now. So you're right that the government paid for a, the, the capacity in City West. It has hardly used that capacity yeah. uh, in, in total. So it's paid millions of euros and parliamentary questions that I've received show that that has been hardly used in the, in the, in the last 18 months. Uh, in, the rea- in, in my view, we need to build permanent capacity. The, Paul Reid was asked this morning, actually, in relation to uh, what is being used in the private sector. He has stated that they have an option of, I understand, 3,000 beds mm-hmm. within the private sector uh, at the moment. One wonders why they're, they're not using that pattern uh, times against us. But look, uh, you know, nobody's arguing about the, the capacity that's needed in, in, you know, right now and should be here right now. It's not, you know, and so therefore I think all of the decisions that are being taken um, by everyone involved in this is, is you know, against the, the sharp reality of, of where we are today. And, you know, could we have foreseen six months ago that we'd be here today? Possibly. But we are where we are. God, it's a horrible saying. But, you know, and I don't say it to excuse, um, you know, ineptitude by any means. But we have to work from the position that we're at today and, and deal with what life is throwing at us at the moment. <laughs> Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.